Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to 3 Things the Indian Express news show. On the 25th of February, the government released a set of guidelines that aim to regulate social media, digital news media and over-the-top or OTT content providers. At a press conference, IT Minister Ravi Shankar Prasad cited a 2018 Supreme Court observation, a 2019 Supreme Court order and two discussions in the Rajya Sabha as the need for coming up with the rules. He said that they were drafted to empower the ordinary users of digital platforms to seek redress for their grievances and command accountability in case of infringement of their rights. The guidelines called the Information Technology Intermediary Guidelines and Digital Media Ethics Code Rules of 2021 envisage a category of significant social media intermediaries meaning platforms which have a large number of registered users. This could include the likes of Facebook and Twitter. In addition, the government also said that it wanted to create a level playing field in terms of rules to be followed by online news platforms and media platforms vis-a-vis traditional media outlets. For OTT platforms like Netflix and YouTube, the rules call for a three-tier regulation mechanism and require them to self-classify their content into five categories based on age suitability. In this episode of Three Things, we spoke to Ashish Aryan from the Indian Express about the nitty-gritties of the new guidelines. Ashish began by telling us how it all started. Intermediary guidelines in India for the first time they were introduced as such in 2011 but it was a very small and very pinpointed guidelines for these intermediaries wherein there were very you know limited norms on say maybe one of the norms was that uh, these companies would have to keep data of their uh, registered users for 90 days and so on and so forth because Uh, social media as such had still not caught on the way it has now in 2011 so these guidelines were very you know restricted then but by 2018 the government realized that social media and its users were influencing or were you know shaping the uh, debate online to a very large extent and therefore it was necessary that more guidelines be put in place so that their power does not go unchecked but of course the drafts were released in 2018 and then you know not much happened over the past you know nearly 2 3 years in december they had released the draft in december 2018 and not much had happened but after the very public uh, spat that twitter had with the it ministry less than a month after that you know we see these new guidelines out in the public domain and for all the platforms to follow To help us understand intermediary liability better, Ashish took us back to 2004 to an important case popularly known as the Bazi.com case that kind of set the ball rolling. Nearly a decade back from 2011, I mean this is 2004, internet has just about come in and it's just about the idea of internet or sharing, uh, you know, videos, small videos of course, very small videos uh, on the internet is just about get, uh, gaining some popularity so one could wonder where did the idea of making intermediaries liable for what is shared on their platform where did it come from or why did the government bring changes to the it act to sort of keep such intermediaries safe from whatever is shared on their platform because they cannot you know go after each and every person that please don't do this please don't do that once you are an adult who is handling or who has their own account on social media it is expected of you that you will have those 
basically behave like an adult and you will adhere to the rules and regulations that are there in the country and the intermediary cannot be held liable every time but if if we go back you know to 2004 there was a very famous case where there was a platform by the name of bazi.com and its ceo and co-founder avinash bajaj he was arrested by the delhi police because it was on his platform that some people had uh, sold very small 8-10 second sex clip and the delhi police said that you are liable to have controlled that and therefore we'll put you under uh, arrest and you know he was put under arrest which raised a very big question on how much liability could avinash bajaj as the ceo of bazi.com how much liability or how much onus does lie with him and even probably in which probably he had no say whatsoever because bazi.com was it was sort of like ebay in fact it was taken over by ebay a few years later it was bought over by ebay a few years, uh, years later so it was like ebay where you know you could place some product to sell and i could bid for that and i could buy that product based on the bid so some people from west bengal put up a sex clip and then he was arrested and it brought that debate into public fora of who and how much liability is to be put on people so and then the government of course you know brought some changes to the it act and one of them was bringing changes in and introducing for the first time section 79 which basically said that intermediaries would not be liable for or it sort of gives them an immunity that they'll not be liable for whatever is shared on their platform but the immunity vanishes if the government says that you know there is such and such content that is being shared and we are asking you to take it down but the platform refuses to do that so then that immunity goes away of course but yeah that the idea of the liability on intermediaries that had come into public debate for the first time after the arrest of uh, avinash bajaj and you know people were saying that he is not directly responsible for whatever is traded through his platform and therefore you know he should not have been put in jail which is what the supreme court ultimately upheld uh, in its uh, judgment in 2012 but it was eight long years before you know he could finally get relief so to say and he could finally get justice and he was not seen as a criminal in the eyes of law Although the government had been working on these rules since 2018, work on issuing the new guidelines gained fresh momentum recently after the deplatforming of former US President Donald Trump and the more recent spat between the IT ministry and Twitter over the removal of certain accounts affiliated with the former protests. The new rules lay down a sweeping swathe of 10 broad categories of content that platforms are prohibited from hosting. Before we get any further, let us briefly go over what they include. content that threatens the unity integrity defense security or sovereignty of india or its friendly relations with foreign states or if it threatens public order or causes incitement to the commission of any cognizable offense or if it prevents investigation of any offense or if the content is defamatory obscene pornographic pedophilic invasive of another person's privacy including bodily privacy insulting or harassing on the basis of gender or if it is libelous racially or ethnically objectionable or if it is related to or encourages money laundering or gambling or otherwise inconsistent with or contrary to the laws of india 
Sorry about the interruption but before we move on with the show we have some exciting news to share with you about something that we are venturing into for the first time. So we are working on a podcast about love relationships and dating in India and to make it happen we are eager to hear from you. If you are aged between 18 years and 35 years and if you have some thoughts and opinions about love and relationships and if you have ideas regarding what you would like to hear from a podcast that talks about these things please write to us at podcast that is p o d c a s t s at indianexpress.com and we will get in touch with you now back to the show Ashish went on to break down the guidelines for each platform beginning with social media platforms Right so if you see for social media one of the first things was that they defined that what an intermediary would be and what an what a significant intermediary would be i think we've already covered that part that internet companies that have more than 50 lakh registered users in india they'll be considered uh, significant social media intermediaries so if we discuss only the you know the major changes that that have been brought in this time around in the new rules one of the most controversial is the identification of the first originator of content and these content will be again like we had discussed that anything that threatens the you know sovereignty of the state or threatens public order or threatens rape or you know threatens uh, sexual violence against children so the platform the significant social media intermediaries and particularly those which are in the business of messaging you know such as whatsapp they will have to identify they will now have to compulsorily identify the first originator of that message so what the first originator basically means that say i start a rumor about someone and then about maybe the prime minister and it catches on and it is sent to everyone until now i would under the impression that whatever messages are being sent by me no one can trace it back to me but now the government is saying that if there are you know such uh, messages that are being sent i mean if there is a rumor about pm i mean it, i don't think it it would be you know necessarily be followed up by the it ministry but say if if i put out something that threatens the sovereignty of india or something that threatens the public order then the new rules require that whatsapp trace it back to where it started from which number was the first number that sent out such such message or were there a group of numbers or group of accounts that sent out the same message at the same time and then trace it back to them so that these accounts or these numbers could be then tracked down and they could be brought to justice so that is one of the first changes and messaging apps they have you know been slightly i mean though there has been no official statement so far but they have said that you know this could in a way threaten the end to end encryption that they employ and that they use but there has been let's let's be very clear about that that there has been no official statement from them whatsoever up until now we are still waiting if you know maybe they'll talk to the government about how this should be done or whether they'll you know ask the government that this this rule should be changed or this rule should be modified to include something else so we are still i mean the finer details of how it will work is still not known because only if such a case ever comes we'll get to know if the end to end encryption had to be broken or the government just had to use maybe metadata or the platform just had to use metadata to trace where the message first originated from so that's one of the most controversial changes that has been made then of course the government wants that uh, the significant social media intermediaries 
they appoint a chief compliance officer who will be stationed in india and they'll ensure that the platform is complying with the laws and regulations of india and then there will be a chief grievance officer whose name and details will have to be made public on the website or the app what i mean whichever way it works and then of course you have a resident grievance officer who again has to be situated in india and has to be an indian passport holder and finally you have to have a coordination officer who could of course coordinate with these law enforcement agencies and that nodal officer will have to be available 24/7 so these are some of the major changes and then of course the final change is that you know these significant social media intermediaries they'll have to file uh, monthly compliance reports on whatever complaints they received so far over the past month and how many content or how many illegal or unlawful content have they proactively taken down or what have they done about it and whatever complaints they have received what have what action have they taken on them or uh, you know have they resolved it and so on and so forth one of the major concerns that have emerged after the guidelines were made public was the flagging of content that threatens the sovereignty integrity defense or security of the country or disrupts public order or incites a cognizable offense since these are very broad categories that remain to be defined users want to know what this means for those who express any form of dissent online listen to what ashish had to say regarding this if we you know talk about uh, dissent or if we talk about people who've not generally who don't generally agree with what the government says so the government says and and you know uh, the ai minister even while starting the press conference said that you know we welcome criticism and we welcome anything that criticizes the government or any idea that any content that criticizes the government but he also put a rider that criticism or such criticism must be within you know fair limits free speech ha- comes with a responsibility that he made very clear so the government at least the current government is of the idea that sovereignty or integrity of india or the security of state or public order and now when you bring the idea of public order since it's a very umbrella term there are apprehensions among people that you know these new guidelines or these new rules where say originator of a message is to be compulsorily traced then they, there are apprehensions among you know privacy experts and privacy law experts that this could be misused by the state because it gives them too much power on deciding what threatens public order or what does not threaten public order as such so that is of course there but then the government has been reiterating that we welcome dissent and we welcome criticism but only when these rules are put into practice can one really so to say these rules are being misused or not as such but given what the trend of the government has been of invoking or slapping sedition charges on the minutest of dissent so to say i mean we have plenty of examples from the recent past so that is one area where you know everyone is very worried about how these new rules which are far more powerful could be misused as such by the state Another important concern being raised is about end-to-end encryption of online messages be it on WhatsApp or other similar platforms. So far users are guaranteed that no one except themselves and the person who receives the message has access to the contents of the message. With the government mandating platforms to identify the originator of the content when it deems fit, people have raised worries about their digital privacy. 
so again there has been a debate on you know whether end this is can we call it the start of the end of the end to end encryption as as we know it so while like i said there has there have been no statements from maybe whatsapp or other other intermediaries which provide us uh, messaging services but then the government is insisting that we don't want to know what the message is and we just want to know who i mean if there are people who are creating mischief as they define it that they are threatening the uh, sovereignty and integrity of india or they're threatening public order as such we just want to know where the message originates from now this could be in terms of technology it could be extremely extremely difficult for social media intermediaries to you know go back and trace the originators of such messages because they claim that they do not absolutely store these messages in their servers unless you know it is not delivered to the other uh, recipient of this. say i i send you a message and maybe you are not in a zone where there there is a network only then does whatsapp claim to keep these uh, the messages on its servers for 30 days and then deletes it but then overall what they claim is that we do not absolutely keep any messages on our servers so it, it technology wise it will it is still you know uh, to be seen once the government requests or puts in such a request that give me the originator of such and such message how do such platforms comply with that whether they you know go go for uh, breaking the end to end encryption in only that uh, message or only that content so so to say or what happens is it's still waiting to be seen and it's still something we are not entirely sure about on how it will work next ashish went on to explain to us the grievance redressal mechanism for social media platforms and how it can empower users there had been general perception that whatever complaints that are sent to social media companies are not often heard and since the common user the user like like you and me can't really you know take on big tech as such in a court of law so the government has uh, said that all such social uh, at least significant social media intermediaries what they'll have to do is they'll have to publish a monthly compliance report now say if you find an uh, content which is objectionable maybe you know it's it's something about maybe an let's let's say that you have a friend or uh, we have a friend or and some ex uh, boyfriend or girlfriend of theirs has shared very private and personal details about them on social media and you want those taken down so there there was a very gray area of what could be taken down and what could not be taken down this is free speech and this you know is harming the reputation of other person so now what the government is essentially saying that if if there is complaint and if you go ahead and tell facebook or you lodge lodge an official complaint that you know this is disparaging and this harms my reputation or harms the reputation of my family or my friend whatsoever then they will have to within that month you know from one month from whenever you file that report they will have to take some action on it and particularly when if it's something of in the sexual nature if it 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 is a content which is sexual in nature then significant social media intermediaries at least have been given 24 hours to take that down and then 15 days to resolve that issue you know with a final ending on whether you know one party was wrong or other party was wrong and whatever it was and then of course present all these findings in its monthly report moving on to the guidelines for ott platforms 
The rules for OTT platforms also follow a soft-touch self-regulatory architecture and call for online digital news disseminating agencies to self-categorize their content into one of the five age-based broad categories. What the government has basically said that we are not formulating any rules as such, but you yourself categorize your content into age-based categories or whether it's it's okay for everyone to see or it's okay for children who are above 13 years or below 13 years or below 7 years or above 7 years. So there are 4-5 broad categories of course and then they have defined what falls in which categories. So if I could just you know, quickly take you those categories. There are films or serials that uh, portray misuse of psychotropic substances, liquor or smoking or tobacco. Then automatically of course we know that you know they qualify for a higher category of classification And most of them are, again, classified as adult films or films that uh, should be seen only by adults. Then, of course, if there's a portrayal portrayal of, you know, potentially dangerous behavior that is likely to incite the commission of an offense, which means that if if they are showing suicide or self-harm and things like that, which is impressionable on children and young people, then, of course, they will also receive higher classification. And then the use of expletives and... The use of languages which may not be palatable to, you know, a family audience as such. So those, of course, again, will receive the highest classification. So these are the general guidelines for classifications that has been done so far. And the OTT platforms have been asked to work among themselves and generally follow these guidelines and come out with a self-regulating mechanism so that you know, there is no disparity on what are the rules for maybe say a big platform like Netflix and other smaller platforms. So they have said that, you know, we want to bring parity on the content that is shown on all the platforms and the similar rules should be applicable to all these uh, platforms. Next, we move to the guidelines for digital news media. Under the new guidelines, digital news outlets will have to follow the program code under the Cable Television Networks Regulation Act and norms of journalistic conduct of the Press Council of India, which broadly guide the content put out in TV and print media. One of the first things that they have said that there should be a self-regulatory body that is either headed by a retired Supreme Court judge or a High Court judge or maybe an independent eminent person uh, that can be formed who will ensure that all these ethics and rules of at least digital online digital news platforms, they should follow these ethics and rules. And they have asked these online digital platforms come and register with themselves and give the ownership details of who owns this company and where do they source their news from? Are they in the business of just aggregating news or are they in the business of also producing fresh news? Ashish then went on to explain the powers given to the INB secretary using which he or she can take down content. Saturday, the IT ministry came out with a clarification saying that the emergency powers which were given to the INB secretary is similar to the emergency blocking powers that are already present under the IT Act with the IT Secretary. Now, since the IT Secretary can also issue emergency orders if, if, you know, certain content online threatens public order, the IT Secretary, he or she can issue an order to the platform to immediately take down the content and then maybe it will be, I mean, the taking down of the content can be reviewed later. So the ministry is basically saying that since the administration of OTT platforms and digital news platforms is now under the INB ministry, the powers that were with the secretary Metis, the secretary of IT ministry, 
the same has also been you know replicated for secretary inb this is not a new provision which has as such been made and therefore this should not be understood as a, a something new which has been introduced so this was the clarification which of course came the other day finally ashish told us about the public consultation process carried out by the government before formulating these guidelines so the public consultations had of course happened in 2018 there were comments and counter comments also and the draft was you know almost ready then itself and government would have i i mean it ideally should have come out with those guidelines in 2018 but for some reason they did not but this time around there were very few consultations and this was something that was flagged by several stakeholders including you know companies and including some of the public forums or some of the policy groups which said that there was no consultation with us on if if you are changing the 2018 draft and if you are bringing additional rules so you should have at least you know consulted us and also one of their also con- uh, concerns was that this is not being brought as a law but as using the executive powers of the government they are bringing these in as rules so that they don't have to wait to necessarily you know go to the parliament and take approval under the it act these rules were already present and in place of the old existing rules some of the new rules or some of the additional rules were introduced so that the government does not necessarily have to wait to go to the parliament and then seek its approval so as far as the consultations in this time is concerned there are some concerns that the stakeholders were not consulted as such but then there was some debate on what you know the government should have done and should not have done the government claims that we had already done all the public consultation that was necessary in 2018 itself and these new guidelines whatever we uh, what the it ministry claims that whatever the new guidelines are whatever they have come up with these are not something which are strictly we are not imposing on them but it's more of an architecture framework which we expect the social media companies to be proactive in following you were listening to three things by the indian express today's show was written and produced by me snigda sharma and was edited and mixed by suresh pawar you can follow us and leave us feedback on facebook or twitter at express podcasts or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress.com and if you like this show please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast from so more people can find us you can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website indianexpress.com